like you know it's adding up somewhere but you don't Mm -hmm. know it's adding up somewhere when you see it in like pounds and pennies at the end of the month and you see like damn like this is this is how much i'm spending Mm -hmm. um like it really hits home I'm Adiola and I'm Rinke Jane and you're listening to The Culture Pod. In this podcast we give you a very honest perspective on what it's like to be young black entrepreneurs in today's society. We do it based on our experience building our award-winning fashion brand Culture. We'll be covering everything from the struggles of adulting to turning your side hustle into your main gig. We aim to be as real as possible so you can skip a few steps and learn from our mistakes. Let's go. In today's episode, we are talking all about the mistakes we've made when running a business, especially like when we first started out, because honey, we have made some mistakes. And um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest mistakes we made when we started out is our pricing was way too low. Like so low. We knew very little about business. We were really passionate about what we're doing. We knew that we wanted like people to have African print in their wardrobes. And as as people who don't come from a business background, there's a lot that we didn't think about. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot that goes into your pricing from, for us, because we have a product-based like company, the fabrics that we use, the tailors that work with us, the cost of shipping, the cost of packaging, the cost of marketing, all of those things are supposed to go into the price, but we were not thinking about that. We're like, oh, like, you know, we'll think about like the one thing, maybe how much the tailor costs, and Mm -hmm. then think about the sales in terms of that. Mm -hmm. And so it took us a while to realize that our company was operating at a loss. Mm -hmm. And so it's so, so important that you, think ahead when starting out the business and you think about actually what needs to go into this and then kind of work your way from that to get in what the price is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think also you have to be careful when it's family and friends, like you want them to buy from you, you want them to be happy, but them buying from you at a cost that's not beneficial to your business is not very good for you in the long run because you want people who will be actual customers of your business that will help your business thrive. You need to see whether your business is viable at an early stage. If you don't have regular customers who are willing to pay what your product or your service is worth, then there's no point in them buying from you. They're Mm -hmm. kind of just delaying the inevitable. So I think it's better that you try and find who your real customers are and your customers who are your fans and your customers are not necessarily your friends. There's a difference between fans of your business mm. who will repost your business, share your business, like what you're doing, comment, you know, and all of that. And then there's customers, which is something that took us a while to realize. Like sometimes on Instagram, you'll have a picture popping off, mm. but then you will not have sales on the product and you're like, what's going on? Whereas sometimes nothing's happening on Instagram. It's really quiet mm. and the sales are coming through. So it took us a while to realize hold up like you know like the people who love our business we love that and that's essential but those aren't necessarily the customers Mm -hmm. and the important thing that you need to realize is that for a viable business you need actual customers willing to pay the price of the product yeah and i think one thing that just compounded that whole situation of like our finances is not keeping track of like our accounts. Like I think when you take a close look at your account each month, it helps you to see actually this is where my money is going. Mm. Like so 
I'm not making a profit or I'm not breaking even and you can see exactly what you're spending on. But one of the biggest mistakes we made at the start was not keeping track of our outgoings. So Adeola and I, we worked both of us full-time when we first started on Cultureville and we used a significant portion of our salaries to fund Cultureville. And because we were self-funding, anything that we wanted to do, we just kind of went for it and we're like, yeah, we'll pay for it. Like, we just can't afford it right now, so we'll pay for it. But then we weren't keeping track. So we'd do like a whole production cycle and we'd be like, oh yeah, I love the designs. Let's make 40 of this item. And like the item might not sell and we spent all that money and we still have other outgoings. And it's like, we weren't even taking into account like other things that were happening, like all the monthly direct debits that we were paying for, the website costs, all these additional mm. little fees that you don't know like you know it's adding up somewhere but you don't mm-hmm. know it's ha- adding up somewhere when you see it in like pounds and pennies at the end of the month and yeah. you see like damn like this is this is how much i'm spending mm-hmm. um like it really hits home and i think when we <laughs> we were shook when we first started doing our accounts because we realized how much it was costing mm. us and we're like at this point we could almost have bought a house <laughs> like <laughs> like we literally like we saw it in like pound figures and we're like okay like this like you you said Adila you were like it's an expensive hobby it's just an expensive hobby (laughs) and like at that point it forced us to think okay do we want this business to be successful or is it like just a hobby and we'll let it go as just a hobby something we tried and it didn't work and at that point we're like okay we need a strategy on how we're going to actually start making this business viable and looking at the figures doing our accounts at the end of the month like really helped us really hone in on what we wanted the business to achieve and also it really came in handy when it came time to submit our accounts at the end of the year so once you register your business with hmrc and you have to like submit your financials at the end of the year and like i remember the first time we did it it was such a hot mess yeah it was it was so difficult because we hadn't been keeping track the whole time Mm -hmm. so like we were having to go into like PayPal, multiple bank accounts, personal accounts to try and pull these figures. We had no receipts, no nothing. Um, But yeah, like in the second year, we knew what we were doing. Mm -hmm. We had been doing our accounts. So it just made life a lot easier, a lot smoother. We're like, oh, that was it. (laughs) So yeah, guys, make sure you keep your accounts tip top. Yeah. And I think like one thing that you mentioned in there that like, probably exacerbated the issue of like ordering like 40 of this without Mm. really thinking about it is like make sure you do your market research on something before you release it to the market Mm. so I remember one year I thought like blazers were going to be huge so I made loads of blazers and blazers were not huge like I'm not sure that we sold one of those blazers that entire year like and so it just showed me I had spent so much money invested so much in that and eventually we did sell all the blazers but it took a few years it I'd took say a few years. so like <laughs> just make sure that you're researching how large is the market is that going to be a trend for this year um, and you know there's so many tools now to check like what the trends are and what people are searching for online and then go off of that mm-hmm. ask your audience on Instagram or make some samples before you go into full production so that you can gauge what the interest is mm-hmm. in that product before you invest a significant sum and then you don't get a return on your investment yeah. because you're not actually um, doing that based on research that you've done. 
And just to add on top of that, the sampling process is so important, guys. Do not skip on sampling your products. Because one thing we did was we made 40 of one item and the sizing was all wrong. Mm. And it was all wrong on every single one of those 40 items. So getting those all fixed was another amount of money, like down the drain. Mm -hmm. And it was time as well. And like... It's so important for you to sample your items because you'll see what your customer sees when they get it. And you have to be satisfied with that, with the product that represents you. Mm. That product represents your brand. And if you skip on sampling, there are things that you'll miss. Um, for us, in terms of like clothing, when we used to skip on sampling, we'll find out, oh, like, you know, the shoulders are really tight and they're mm. tight on all these items. Like, and that's something that's really difficult to fix. Whereas if it was just one, okay, you fix it on that one. You tell your people who are making it. And like going forward, everything is better. But if you skip on sampling, guys, hmm, it's a wrap. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So the next thing um, was the importance of marketing. When we first built a website, I remember speaking to our website designer and he was like, oh, you've really got to get your marketing done. I was like, no, we really need to get a website done because once the website's done, everybody's going to come and look at what if we've done. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so not like that. I didn't realize that it's a battle to get people to your websites, to get them to actually see this incredible thing or this incredible clothes. That is a battle in and of itself. So your marketing needs to be tipped up, whether you're doing word of mouth, referral programs, um, discounts for your Instagram audience or your social media audience, um, Google marketing and um, getting in magazines, traditional PR, getting on TV. Like it's important that you have some sort of funnel Mm. that's getting people to your website once you start getting people to your website hopefully you're doing enough of a good job with delivering the product or service that mm-hmm. they're coming back and they're also telling other people about the great experience they've had and bringing those people back so i feel like right now we're really blessed that we try and make the experience of each individual customer as amazing as we can make it and so a lot of them do come back on our website but that required us to really think about the marketing and so for a really long time especially pre-lockdown we weren't really getting many sales on our website it was just like there for like show like nothing was was happening it was a vanity it was was a vanity site (laughs) (laughs) I think sometimes you might feel like it's a bit of a catch on you too because you're like oh you know I want to sell this but I don't have a website like how do I like when people ask me or where can I buy it like where do I send them but there's ways to get around it you can get them to like sign up to a newsletter so when your website is ready Mm -hmm. then you've already got customers waiting Mm -hmm. and emails are such a great way to like get your customers to buy so like even if everything's not set up yet be gathering emails be building up like your customers. Your social so media then, page. Use your social media page. Like even if it's just like a landing page for your website that isn't complete yet, just have something where you can have like a database of your customers. So when your product is ready and when your website is ready, you've already got people waiting to buy it, build up the anticipation. Mm-hmm. So then like, it's not like for us, we were spending money well over a year on our website that wasn't generating any sales yeah like yeah so (laughs) crazy that's so crazy but yeah so so important 
Um, one of the one of the biggest mistakes that we made as well, I think, was when it came to hiring. And I remember because we hire staff um, for the production of Cultureville. So they manage all of our production in Nigeria, Ghana. Um, and yeah, they oversee that. And the mistake that we made was hiring purely off skill and not off the values that the person has or the values that they have which align to the values of our business. So one key hire comes to mind. Um, she was amazing in terms of skill. She was so like, she, she could do basically anything. Like if you wanted an item done in 24 hours, she could get it done. But unfortunately, her values didn't align to the values of the business and it created a lot of tension. And especially with a small business, one wrong hire can really like damage the morale. It can damage like the culture that you're trying to build in your business. You know, like you're building from the ground up. So you really need to make sure that the foundations are right and people are the foundation of your business. So like with that one wrong hire, like it really like created a lot of issues. And I, I remember it created tension between Adiola and I, because like she would say one thing to Adiola, she'd say one thing to me and she'd kind of pin us against each other. And it would be like a really like negative, toxic um, work environment. And we just had to make a decision at that point that like we really needed someone who would embody our values. So our values being like someone who treats our workers really, really well, who treats them with respect, who respects us, someone who is kind and compassionate, just like, you know, you always hear about company values whenever you're getting like, whenever you're getting interviewed for something. But guys, don't skip on that. Don't skip that step because it is so important. Your company values, who you hire, who is representing you when you're not there, they matter. And they're what people are gonna see your business as. So like, if you have someone who is disrespectful representing your business, that's what your business is going to be known for. So really look at the values of a person. Cause one thing we've learned is that skill can be taught, not a hundred percent of the time, but most of the time you can teach someone a skill, but what you cannot teach someone are your values. They have to come with that and you can't skip that step. So yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was one thing I um, I think it's just like character and mm. who they are kind of thing, because you'll fill that out in an interview. You'll mm. fill out that out if you have a probation process, which I highly recommend just like two or three months of getting to know each other before making their contract permanent. Um, I think you'll get to know who they are mm. and then be able to see if that person is a good fit for your company, how they treat others, um, how they carry themselves. Is that someone that you're proud to have represent you? Yeah. Um, and that's really going to show a lot. Yeah. The next big mistake I think we made um, was kind of putting ourselves in environments that weren't appropriate for our business. <laughs> you know, when you start a business, it's your baby. You're so excited about it and you kind of want to be everywhere. Like I mentioned earlier, one of the struggles that we had was that we weren't selling very much on our website. We felt like we created this amazing product and this amazing website, but so many people didn't know about it. Mm. And as such, we weren't making sales on the site. So we started to think, okay, what else can we do? And we decided on events, right? We'd go to various events and then people would see us there. And so they'd get to know about our business and following on from that, they might visit the website or they'd book appointments to come in, etc., etc. And so events became our key way of marketing ourselves. But I think 
what happened at a particular point is we felt like because the events were going so well, we had to accept every single event yeah. that came our way. Every single opportunity was yes, 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 yes. And the thing is, not everything is for you. Just because you can doesn't mean you should, mm-hmm. right? There are some opportunities that look amazing, but they're just not right for your business. It's important for you to know who you are, what your values are, what your strategy is, so that you don't place yourself in the wrong environment. Mm-hmm. Think about where are the people who can afford to pay for your product? I remember last summer we placed ourselves in an environment whereby the people there weren't the right target audience for us. And it was a real, it was so frustrating from our perspective and from theirs as well. Mm -hmm. Because from our perspective, we're kind of like, oh my goodness, we've committed to doing, I don't know, two weeks in this place and it's been such a flop. We're paying every day for parking and we're not enjoying the environment. We can tell that it's not for us, but yet we took that opportunity and we placed ourselves in that environment. Mm -hmm. So really think about, okay, where are my customers? That's where you want to be. Where are people who I created this product for, where can I find them before you go ahead and just place yourself in every single environment? Not every opportunity is for you. So I think I learned from that because we got this opportunity and it was two weeks and we're super excited and we thought, oh my God, it's surely going to be amazing because all the other events have been amazing. Mm. But no, it's (laughs) very important to do your research. Like we should have gone and checked out a place beforehand. Mm. We should have gone and seen what the audience was like. Do they match with our target audience or do they not? You know, there's a lot of research that we could have done. We did actually go and we looked around and we're like, mm, not we're sure not so sure. This. But we went after we committed. Yeah. We didn't go before we committed. We yeah. should have gone before we committed. But then I think there's also something to be said for actually recognizing, okay, when we did go, we knew it wasn't for us. Mm. But because we had said yes and we wanted our yes to be yes, <laughs> we like didn't say, oh, actually, like, maybe not. Like, and you know, be a bit more confident in yourself. Like if you have a conviction that something is not right for you, something is not right for your business, take courage in that conviction. I think at the time we made the wrong hire even, like we knew it wasn't mm. right, but we just, you know, we wanted we to, be to be nice. Yeah. Like, Don't let your niceness take over in business. Yes. Like business is not necessarily about being nice. It's about like achieving certain goals. People are relying on you for their income. You're relying on you for your income you want to create something that's successful and profitable you want this to last for generations to come so you're going to have to make some tough decisions Mm -hmm. be ready for it it's not always going to be oh smiley smiley nicey nicey (laughs) like there are times where you can't be smiley like smiley nicey nicey Mm -hmm. and that's okay because you're running a business Mm -hmm. and you know your long-term goals and you know that you'll have impact if you stick to it Mm -hmm. so make sure that you don't make decisions out of being nice but Mm -hmm. out of actually what's good for your business yeah yeah and my next point is really like closely related to that it's about spending your time and your energy on the wrong things so like in terms of that example when we did that pop-up that was like two weeks long we hardly got any sales at all that we weren't protecting our time we weren't protecting our energy we're spending our energy and our time on the wrong things and it really does impact you like your time and your energy are the two most valuable resources that you have. And as a business owner, there's so much that you have to balance and you really have to evaluate the tasks at hand. And you have to see what is worth your time, what is worth your energy. So one thing that we've learned 
really recently we used to have this very complicated like system for doing our monthly accounts and honestly it took Mm -hmm. hours and hours and hours and hours and like that's time and energy you can't get back you're doing complicated maths and at the end of the day we realized like there was a much more simple solution we didn't have to do the complicated maths that will take us like six hours to do our monthly accounts Mm -hmm. like by simplifying the maths we we saved so much time and honestly the amount of money compared to the time that we were spending like so worth it so worth it if we lose like one or two p per month but we make our maths a lot more simple like that is such a worthwhile like time save so really look at what is taking you the most time And is there a way for you to simplify that to make the process quicker? Look at your processes. Where can they be streamlined? If there's a way to make it easier, less stressful, less time consuming, do that. Because honestly, the peace of mind you get after is so much better. Yeah. So protect your energy. That was my point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're in business, you're probably somebody who's really solution driven, right? Mm -hmm. Because you've created this thing that's meant to address a problem that you've seen. For us, growing up, we didn't have access to African print clothes, accessories that represented our heritage. And so we created Cultureville to remedy that. And so I think that one thing that I tend to do at events sometimes is panic. Like when things are going all wrong, you know, maybe the racks are falling or things aren't going too well. I get into a bit of a panic, like, and you know, I'm just so thankful that like, you know, I have a good business partner who's not as flustered. She doesn't get like, you know, as flustered as I do. And so I think it's just, you know, kind of developed my solution like driven mindset when I see a problem it's not oh my goodness that happened it's like oh that happened what are we doing to fix it Mm -hmm. like immediately your mind literally needs to work at two paces Mm -hmm. that has happened what do we do Mm -hmm. what are our options what's the next step etc etc so just developing that mindset I think is really important worrying and panicking doesn't solve anything like yeah, if your customers are going through something, I think first of all, it's whether or not you you have the power to do anything about it. If you can't, then let go and let God sis. But if you can, get on it. Like, there's no point in you like freaking out over it. Just like take a breath, take a moment, gather your thoughts, and like you know, get back to work. And if you need to pray about it, pray about it. You're good. Um and. My final point, and is one that we're still learning, even right now, is to rest. (laughs) As a small business owner, a growing business owner, you know, you, you, you have so much on your plate. You're doing so much of your business. You're probably the person in charge of marketing, accounts, website, sales. You have a million different hats that you wear on a day-to-day basis and you know as you're sleeping you probably have that 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 resting guilt you know the guilt that like oh I should I should I shouldn't be chilling I shouldn't be relaxing I should be working but one thing that I have heard recently is that like you need to take the time to sharpen your axe like you need to take the time to rest so you can be better equipped to deal with those problems that you face on a day-to-day basis if you're always tired if you're always burnt out you your brain won't be working at peak 
I don't know, at its peak ability to be a problem solver. Like one thing I'd just mentioned is that you, you do have to solve problems on the fly. And in order to do that, you need to be well rested. You need to, you know, be in your top physical form. So like taking the time to rest is so important. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's something that we are working really, really hard to institute across our business, not just for us, but for those who work with us so like Sundays are our day off and I carry that Sunday is my day off on my head like I'm like Sunday is my day off no questions about it because rest is so important and I find that like when I rest I come back and I'm like more motivated more creative more I I have like I have it's like refilling your cup right if you're constantly pouring out but not taking the time to refill you'll become empty very quickly but by taking one day even if it's just half a day to refill your cup you'll be in a better position to pour out for those around you yeah I definitely think that's true and I think that um one thing about being in business is like you have an endless list of tasks that you have to complete it's almost like there's no one there to stop you. It's not like having an employer who's like, oh, do A, B, C, and then you're done. It's literally like you've got the whole alphabet to finish. Like, and so if, as you were saying, like if you just keep working and working and working and working, there's no end point. Mm. There will always be something that can be improved. There will be always, there will always be one more task you can do, Mm. one more customer you can message, one more potential lead to follow. So make sure that you're resting, make sure that you're pacing yourself because at the end of the day, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Come on. Like, so make sure that you're in the best position to complete that marathon. Mm -hmm. You need to have endurance and be consistent. So it's not about going really fast right now and like doing all the tasks in the world and then falling into a heap or falling ill. It's about making sure that you're pacing yourself. You're moving at the right, the right pace so that you can actually finish the race and finish it well. Yeah. Yeah. So that was some of the mistakes that we have made in our time working on our business. We hope by sharing these with you, you avoid making the same mistakes in the future. Um, But yeah, if you have any questions, you can tweet us or send us a DM. We are at Cultureville on all our platforms, or you can send us an email. We are info at cultureville.co.uk. So have a great week and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye guys. Bye.